0: Welcome to episode four of the Brinkman podcast, the podcast where we talk about the Brinkman Adventures audio drama. We discuss the missionaries uh, behind the stories. We talk a little bit about the production and some of the actors and the funny things that happen. I'm Eric Schilder, and with me, as always, is Sarah Boltman.
1: Mm hmm. It's me again.
0: And we are also joined uh, again today by Ian Boltman, the owner and the primal. Guy behind all this mess that we call the Brinkman Adventures. So uh, glad thank, to be here. Thanks again, Ian. And uh, today, what we're going to talk about is uh, we, we in our last podcast, we had Glenn Chapman and heard a little bit about his story. And uh, we're going to kind of continue on that theme. We're going to do another Glenn Chapman episode. Uh, where we talk, uh, this is from season four, and it is called The Mysterious Palm Feller.
1: I love this story. Honestly, this is one of my favorite stories. It's yeah. just really
2: fun to write. Yeah. Right. This and, was
0: and a great story. By feller, we don't mean like he's a nice feller. Uh, it, it literally double, means double, double meaning. Double meaning yeah. there. So, uh, <laughs> he's and felling something. I think one of the ways we can set the context here is if our engineer Josh will come and play a brief. Uh, Brief snippet To put context into it This is where uh, Glenn Chapman Is about to go And confront The evil witch doctor Yannick. Yannick I know what I have to do
1: Yannick Yannick Who is calling my name I come in the name Of
0: Jesus Christ My name is Glenn Chapman I partner with
1: the mission of the river.
2: I know who you are, Glenn Chapman. Your presence make the
0: spirits unhappy. Leave while you still can. People! You don't need to be afraid of this man. Jesus has much more power than any witch doctor. Shut up. Be quiet. The spirits tremble before Jesus, the King of Kings. Be quiet. Do not listen to him, people. He is keeping you
1: trapped in fear by lies. How dare you talk about the Grey Yannick this way? Tell me. Tell me. What
0: happens if I touch that stick? You will die instantly. Leave my stuff alone. Look at me, people. My... Am I dead? Get back. I am Get not back dead. You're going to die. I am very much alive. This is a I stupid am stick you. covered in stork feathers. I am not Brother afraid of you, upon you. Jesus Christ is Lord of Lords. Oh, Get Whoa. I love that. I uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask Ian. Um, first of all, who's who's the actor playing Glenn? Steve Kaler. Steve Kaler. Okay. Great actor in Great, Milwaukee.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, plays guys on ice. Guys on ice. He's one of the guys on ice. Oh, okay. Famous show in in Wisconsin.
0: Okay. And uh, who was involved in the writing?
2: Um. Oh, that, that's a fun story. We um, we had never written a mystery before. And we were, we actually conceived the story out at um, Chute Pond at Shannon Zorn's dad's cabin. On a pontoon boat, we were working. We actually called Glenn at one point and asked him some questions. We brought the story back to Mequon. And we kind of got stuck in the writing of it Mm -hmm. because it it was a mystery. And um, at one point, we had connected with a guy named John Fornoff and John, uh, writes for Adventures and Odyssey and Heirloom and other other radio dramas, and so we reached out to John and said, "Hey, would you be willing to come in for a session and just work with us on the story and just kind of brainstorm with our team?" So John skyped in. And it was really funny because Sarah was out of country or out of town at the time, and she was a part of the writing team, too. And so we Facetime Sarah. So here we were in the church. We were working in my church at the time in the little green room. Oh, yeah. And uh, John Fornoff is on Skype, and Sarah was on FaceTime. And we actually put the phone on top of the, the laptop. And so, so John Fornoff was looking at the phone, and Sarah was looking at the screen of the laptop. And there's one moment where they're just kind of jabbering at each other, just... (laughs) These two devices were just kind of yapping at each other and and figuring a problem out. And I just kind of sat back and thought, this is weird. This is kind of cool, but it's (laughs) kind of funny just seeing the the computer and the phone talk to each other. And and John was a great help in the story and helped us kind of crack a nut that we were stuck on.
0: Well, it was certainly a cool mystery. And I'm I'm glad that that he got involved because it, it really made the episode uh, a great episode. You One know what the- he
1: brought to that. Yeah. I remember what he brought. Actually, we were struggling with Glenn needing a backstory. Glenn needing, you know, something. He what he said was, "Your character always needs to grow, and it's always in his in his deep, dark, you know, the 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 thing that's eating him still, <laughs> and that's where your that's character right. needs to grow out of." So in the story, Glenn has this thing where he 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 didn't confront the witch doctor in the past, and he always regretted that, and so that's. Part of what motivates him to do it because it's like I f- I failed and I kind of messed up this guy's marriage. Well, that's what he thought. But anyway, that's that's the part John helped us with, giving mm-hmm. us that backstory, which just helped him that extra push. Of like I'm going to do this. Yeah, and he also so, said
2: introduce Yannick early, so yes, he actually he introduced Yannick at the end of that's the right. of the crisis in the Congo. Mm-hmm. We hear him in the in the tent. Oh yeah, we got yeah. there's some
0: ominous music going yeah. on at at some points as yeah. well. So
2: another interesting thing is Aaron Fullen composed the music for this. And um this is the second season that we actually had a real composer work for us and not yeah, the canned music. Yeah. And it makes all the difference in the world. And 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 Aaron did just a great job in making the music, you know.
0: I love the drums at the one part, it's just yeah. It's fantastic. So but let's let's ask about the growth part and find out exactly how how accurate that was because <laughs> on uh, via Skype we have the actual Glenn Chapman uh, and he's the joining us. Himself. We we actually played a little bit of before. Uh, it's kind of a funny funny thing you said. We played the clip that we played in the podcast. We played it to Glenn uh, ahead of time, and uh, I think you, did you say it was harrowing listening to that experience again, or, or made you nervous? Greetings, Glenn.
3: Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, tell us
0: about the real, the real experience.
3: Well, it was Good Friday. Um, I had been uh, at another village. I had been asked to speak at uh, their Good Friday service. Uh, so I was at a village beyond, and I was on my way back home and had to go through the village where Yannick was.
1: Was that his real name? No. No, okay. that wasn't. So Otherwise you're
3: going to confuse <laughs> no, everyone.
2: Sarah. I forget sometimes what we made up and what's real. Yeah. Sh- yeah.
1: Anyway.
3: <laughs> anyway, um I had already been in the village and uh, days before and warned them about the witch doctor coming. I said, you know, don't don't have anything to do with this. And and so as I was coming down the trail and saw that there was such a a circus atmosphere there, I was really disappointed uh, that they hadn't listened to me, but I was, I, I guess I had a sense of indignation too, because Good Friday's our day. Uh, right. It's a day, day that we celebrate Jesus and, and his suffering, and the day was being hijacked by Yannick, who was doing, was creating a circus atmosphere to to worship something else. Uh, so, so there were, there were a couple things that, that were in, in play on that, uh, on that particular day. And, uh, so I walked around the crowd, I milled around a little bit and people were trying to hide their faces and didn't want me to recognize as I would go up to someone that I recognized, you know, they turn away from me and, you know, hide themselves. And, and, uh, I figured that I wasn't much I could do. Uh, right there, with the crowd around, so I went down to the church uh to pray
2: mm.
3: and uh as I was praying, I was aware that there were other people with mm. me uh in the church um, One guy was singing along and and uh i just i had didn 't know what to do, just like in the in the what what you did there what we heard uh I was really torn. On what my reaction should be oh, yeah. i didn't want to just walk away uh as if as if it was nothing. it was something serious i thought, and so uh rather than going back to the crowd, I went and grabbed the um the the magic stick uh, by the cemetery that he had made, and so it was a little bit different from the 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 I wasn't actually talking to Yannick, but it was what he discussed later he felt. Uh, When I grabbed the stick, he knew that something was going on back at his house and he felt his power diminish and he realized that there was a greater power. Um, And so I started uh, leaving that compound where uh, his assistants were and the youth started chasing after me. And so I got to the house of um, someone that I knew and they hid me inside and, and locked the door. And everybody crowded around this house and were yelling and throwing rocks. And they are ready to tear me apart. Um, but the one who saved me was Yannick. He had lost his crowd. He had lost his his fan base who had all gone after me rather than watching his, him perform. So he went and uh, he called everybody back to what he was, he was about. And so that, that's really what saved me he's really the one that saved me and then when uh, the crowd had cleared around there then i made a break for it and uh, our our mission was downhill <laughs> i took off running downhill and uh, as i was going down people from the station were were coming on up to because word had already gotten down there that i was in trouble and they were coming up to to rescue me so that was a that was a frightening uh it was a frightening time not
2: not to um give a spoiler here but the rest of the story is so incredible can you just tell us a little bit about that
1: can before we go there can i ask him one question yes i just have a question can okay you said that you went and grabbed up the magic grab the magic stick can you explain that a little bit more what what was that magic stick and where was that why was it called a magic stick
3: well they had a compound uh they had uh, appropriated one of the houses in the village that they used as their home base. Okay. And so it's where they kept all their ceremonial drums. It's where all of the assistants slept. And uh, so they would play drums all night long. And And so this is, was the, the center of activity. And uh, he had constructed a a tomb, like a grave. And he had put his magic stick, which looked like a, f- a fancy uh, cane that, that you would use to, to walk with, a carved cane. And he had lots of uh, fetishes, uh, magical t- charms attached to this cane. And uh, the word on the street was that if you got close to that cane, you would, you would be struck dead. Mm. And uh, so uh, my thinking was that I wanted to expose the deception. So much of sorcery is just deception, mm. and you get a crowd frenzy mm. uh, who believe all this, and and, and certainly things are going to happen. Uh, and so I, I wanted to expose the deception that you didn't have to die by grabbing the uh, the magic mm. uh, magic cane. So I grabbed it and pulled it up mm. and uh, put it above my head, uh, and about that time, one of the assistants came and, and grabbed it away from me. Did have a Bible with me, and uh, they grabbed my Bible too. They went and prayed. They went and prayed over my Bible. <gasps> I, I didn't get that till the well, next day.
1: Were there a lot well. of people around <laughs> there when you grabbed it, or was it kind of just by, off to the side of the house?
3: There were a few people, maybe a dozen okay. people, but the crowd was was in another part wow. of the village. That's where Yannick was doing his ceremony, and that's where everybody was was following his activity. He was. Uh, digging up uh, uh, idols that he claimed were cursing people in the village.
1: Okay, and can you talk a little bit about that? I thought that was interesting.
3: Okay. You said
1: he had... Yeah. yeah.
3: In sorcery, they use idols to curse other people. And so by cursing somebody else, it helps your own uh, fortunes Um you give someone to the spirit world, and they eat that person, and they are happy and they're content, so they can provide you, who prov- you with good fortune. Uh, and so, sorcery is all about uh, being a traitor wow. and giving up your yeah. children, giving up your relatives, uh, making sure that they get stomped down and that they lose so that you can get ahead, so that you can uh, benefit uh, from the spirit world. And so Yannick was going around the village and claimed to dig up idols, which showed that that particular household had been cursed. Mm -hmm. And by exposing that idol then, uh, it was a way that he could bring about, uh, uh, a way that he could neutralize that Mm -hmm. curse, And so he would then declare, oh, I know who put this idol here. It was so-and-so. And And he would say the Mm -hmm. name of somebody, and then the people would beat up that person. Or he would be run out of town or something like that. Sorcery is just such a divisive... Wow. uh,
0: And and that's how he made his living, though, right? I mean, my understanding is that's that's his job.
3: He would collect money before he would come to a village. He would name his price people in the village who thought that they were being oppressed, who 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 uh, could not pass their state exams, did not have success in the hunt, didn't have a job. They blamed it all on somebody else. No. Someone was cursing no. them. And so in order to be freed from the curse, in order to get away ahead in life, you bring the sorcerer who exposes who the one is that is cursing you. And so they would... Uh, uh, raise a whole lot of money and bring Yannick to the village so that he could expose who the sorcerer a was. A terrible system.
1: Man, and, and so much division and so much mistrust. I mean, that's the thing that hit me that's so hard. And I remember you said earlier, he, he would send his guys to bury these little things by the houses first, right? And then he'd say, I know there's something, and he'd, oh, it must be, must be here. And that would show, oh, he must know. But is that true that they had buried it beforehand?
3: So at night... They would play the drums all night long as a distraction,
1: oh, that's why. and
3: then while the drums were being played, while the noise was going on, these assistants would go and bury these idols. And then when he was doing his ceremony, and he claimed to have the vision of knowing where the idols were, there was someone in the crowd. His assistant in the crowd was uh was doing his fingers <laughs> and showing what wh- he would guide him to where he should be where he should be digging. And also the assistants uh, would talk to the youth the days before and learn the names of uh, older people there and ancestors, mm, people who had died. So, and so they had a whole list of people's names that they could uh, uh, spout off and say, oh, so-and-so is uh, is cursing you. They'd done their uh, homework. They'd gathered intelligence uh, and they knew how to play the... how to play the What knowledge. a racket.
0: It, it, it's, it's really ironic that I mean, that matches almost exactly. I can't remember, you know, some of the people that like um, the amazing Randy, he was that skeptic that he would, you know, expose people mm-hmm. about the guy with the ear, ear, earbud that was listening that mm-hmm. and here we are, you know, thousands of miles difference and people are doing the same thing. It's the the evil in men's hearts, mm-hmm. the, the 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 greed for money, the greed for power. Uh, You know, and it's just it's working itself out in the exact same way Uh, other than a few Mm -hmm. little cultural uh, (laughs) nuances. It's it's not really any different than than a lot of the stuff that we see in, in Europe and America and and Asia. It's 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 all the same. But it's a fascinating story. I you know i i love listening to the to the confrontation part um mm-hmm. i know it didn't happen exactly that way but i can kind of picture you now now doing that mm-hmm. i've seen you on, on the on Skype mm-hmm. i can picture you doing it so
1: yep i i had one more question about that too glenn earlier you earlier you said that Yannick said when when you grab that stick or something he felt his power go from a 10 to a 2 um can you explain uh-huh. that? Because you know he's doing all these fake things, but what was that?
3: Um, you know, there is uh, th- there is a lot of deception involved, but there is spiritual forces involved too. Uh, spiritual forces of evil, and uh, he was uh, he had some sort of spiritual uh, uh, idea, sensation, awareness that. He was being defeated. Hmm. That that uh, his power was uh, was diminished. He didn't know that I was at that uh, at that house doing what I did, but he felt he said that he felt the power diminish, and so that's why he left the ceremony that he was doing to run over to find out what was going on hmm. with his with his magic, with his uh, with his with his things. Um, so. Yeah, that's still a mystery. You know, that's uh, you can only uh, say that there there are spiritual evil forces that, that are involved. Uh, the thief has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Uh, you know, and and to divide. Mm-hmm. And and he that's what uh, that's what Satan and his demons are are about. Uh, sorcery is just so evil uh, because it just tears uh, the society apart. And when people aren't united, they can't build. Mm-hmm anything. Right. Um, the Tower of Babel, they were divided so they couldn't continue building and that's that's the whole issue with sorcery. Sorcery keeps people divided and keeps them from achieving anything together. Uh, so much change is brought about is imposed from the outside uh, and and people are not rising up and, and, and causing change uh, by themselves mm-hmm. because of this fear of, of jealousy and division and so one on. of the
2: things that we try really hard what we one of the one of the lines that we have made for the brakemans is we don't make up God things we don't need to make up miracles mm-hmm. because we you know we don't we we want to be truthful in those things because mm-hmm. God does stuff and um, there's enough stories where God actually shows up that we don't need to, we don't need yeah. to make those things up and and um, my yeah. favorite part of of this story is what happens at the end. Glenn, in your own words, can you tell us w- what happened?
3: So the next day, um, we, were, we were trying to figure out, okay, uh, how do we go to the government? How do we deal with this? You know, how, how do, legally, how do we deal with, uh, with the sorcerer coming around? And then um, Yannick came to my house and wanted to see me. Shocker. <laughs> yeah, what were
0: you thinking yeah. when when he showed up?
3: Um, you know, I'd seen him in his war paint. I'd seen him you know with all of the 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 paint on him and and his uh he his outfit, his grass skirt, you know, the the witch doctor outfit, and here he was uh in 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 city clothes in looking looking normal, looking like a normal person. And uh, and and he wanted to, to have have a talk with me, so I invited him inside my house, and uh, and we sat down and he told me that uh, well yesterday uh, he had felt his power diminish, and he realized that there was a greater power out there, and he wanted to know about the larger, the greater power. He didn't want to be master of the. Uh, of the smaller power, he wanted to learn about the greater power. He wanted a Bible, and so we were able to give him a Bible. And uh, and and what's what's what I find fascinating is that I moved from that mission station. I went to train pastors, and then years later, one of the pastors that I trained became the pastor of the church where Yannick was a hmm. member. Huh. So he he hadn't abandoned oh, wow. the faith. He was still walking with the Lord, and and I got to train a pastor he, he, a pastor to serve oh, him. That's cool. I mean, cool. what what kind of a connection? Uh, what kind of a connection is that's that? Cool. Uh, that's so cool. Yeah, the pro the whole providential uh, uh, thing about that, that. that.
0: is really amazing to me. Yeah, yeah, the the sovereignty of God is completely amazing. Uh, you know, if, uh-huh. if we if we as a writing team. Went and said, "Hey, let's try to create, you know, some real fanciful ending or whatever. Yeah. You know, maybe the bad guy gets it, but um, this is so much better. This yeah. is this, this story is <laughs> so, so much better. Uh, you know, I was going to say earlier that I think one of the reasons that not not only missionary work but that missionary work can thrive in places where you have a uh, superstitious or sorcery based or um, you know shamans and animalistic religions is because of the freedom that it provides mm-hmm. because you know christ uh separate has delivered us from sin, death, and the devil, mm-hmm. and you know we 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 have a hollywood image of 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 what these things are, but imagine that you don 't know any better. And you're living under the fact that everything is good luck, bad luck, a curse, Mm -hmm. or a blessing, or yeah, yeah, and and all these things, and then to find out that um, Jesus is greater. There there is grace, (sighs) and you don't have to do this, that, or the other thing because you you would belong to the King of Kings, and uh, you know it is His mercy and His grace that has freed you uh, from all those things. And uh, I th- I think that's an extremely powerful message, and and I think uh, we had, we were talking last episode about the Jesus film, and maybe that's kind of one of the reasons why it resonates so well is, you know, in in Western culture, we're, we're a little bit jaded to that we because we have so much freedom. Mm-hmm. We've um, heard the
3: story a lot of times yeah. too, and we don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Let let me add a little bit to that as well. Uh, the first time that I showed the Jesus film was at at that village, mm. at that place. Because mm. we did it we did an evangelistic campaign after Yannick had come through. And so I didn't have the Jesus film at the time. But I asked some campus crusade guys to come. And they had one of these real to real, old real, real to projectors, <laughs> <Wow. laughs> you know. Uh, and they came into the village and we trained Uh, counselors beforehand and we showed the jesus film in that village and we asked people okay if you want to accept jesus and if you want to reject uh satan stand up and come forward that's that i think is the only time that Mm -hmm. we've done an altar call and the whole village the whole village Mm -hmm. stood up everybody stood up Uh, after that experience. But that was the very first uh, experience that prompted us using the, uh, the Jesus film.
1: I'm curious, Glenn, what did you, when, when Yannick said, you know, I found, I find that power is greater than the power I've been serving. What did you say to him? Can you tell us that conversation a little bit? I would love to hear that.
3: Um, I, I honestly, I don't, uh, I don't remember, but uh, I probably used uh, scriptures uh, talking about the uh, the power that is within us is greater than uh, any other power. I, I remember going through uh, my my Kikongo Bible, the language that we use mm-hmm. there, and underlining all the words that speak of the sorcerer, mm-hmm. because the translator used uh, for used the word that they use for his title. For his, the title that Yannick had, and so when you talk about um, uh, Samuel uh, and uh, the sorcerer of Endor, right. for example, they used the same title that Yannick had. Hmm. and uh, And so I remember going through the Old Testament and the New Testament and finding all the places where they talk about sorcerers and using that title and showing them in the Bible that, hey, this is a bad title. Hmm. This doesn't do you any good, uh, but you can become a child of God, and, and and that makes you a child of the one who has the greatest power, the, the greatest authority. Um, so I don't remember word for word, but I just remember going through the Bible and, and underlining all those uh, sorcery words and sharing that with mm. him that he's got a bad title. Mm. It doesn't um, – it, it's not something to be proud of.
0: Wow, it's very – that's, that's that's a unique idea. I never would have thought yeah. of that. Um, and you know, Glenn, how do you, how do you say what was the the native
3: language? The Bible that we used was Kituba. kituba uh uh-huh.
0: And and how do you yeah. say "Praise the Lord" in kituba
3: Matondo <laughs> nanzambi
0: zombie. That's. And you know, I think that says it that's all. Cool. Uh, you know, my toes are a zombie. I think <laughs> that's what I, I heard him say. So. Uh, yeah, you know, let's, let's wrap it up. Thanks thanks a lot, Glenn. Wow. We really appreciate Thank your, you your so time much. and we we pray that the Lord will bless you and your 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 missions and you're you're currently in oh. the states right now. Is that correct?
3: That's correct. We do four years over and then one year back in the states. And and
0: when are you going back over?
3: So we'll be going back in April of 2018.
0: Okay. Well, keep in touch so that we can get some more good stories.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. And if people want to to connect with you, Glenn, how can they do
3: that? They can uh, look at the International Ministries website. Um, I work for International Ministries, and uh, so it's internationalministries.org. Mm-hmm. And they can—I uh, am one of the, uh, the missionaries that is in that organization. 24. So um, they can check out our our link there and see pictures and videos and.
0: Thanks so much, Glenn. Mm, thank and you. And if people want to find out more, Ian, uh, about it, or listen to the episode, well, hopefully they, they mm. already have. But... They can
2: listen to a clip on, on BrinkmanAdventures.com. We have a little snippet of every okay. episode and they can they can purchase the whole set there at BrinkmanAdventures.com.
0: Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Thanks so much, Sarah, for being here. Thank you for and hosting, Eric. Thank thank you, Ian. and, and awesome. Uh, thank you all out there for listening and we will catch you on the next episode a podcast of the Brinkman Podcast. Bye.